last time on Almost Heroes, we make friends with Sajukor the Furlbog, and he agrees to take us across the Fosfire Plains to see the Revivalists. On our journey, we pass through a frozen graveyard of carnage left behind from one of the battles between the Empire and the Revivalists. Compelled by the sight of it, I, Cosmo, stop and ceremoniously place a blessing on the hollow ground in honor of the lives lost, fighting for their cause, because until now, the War of the Gods felt small and far away, but now, now it's real. Continuing on, we finally are within eyesight of the settlement of the Revivifists high up on a mountain top. It was glorious, and what appears to be magically protected the magnificence of this space is too much uh, description for this little catch-up moment. You'll just have to go back and hear about it. Bognon and Nybog get us across the stronghold as we make our way to meet the Council of Leaders, or whatever they are, uh, where we are finally introduced to the leader who also just happens to be Lady Zoran, Savior of the Gods, Avatar of Tiamat. Whatever that is. But that is where we left off. Thank you very much, Bobby. That brings us to episode 109, All or Nothing. So when we last left our Almost Heroes, the three of you, uh, along with Bryn, had arrived in the glacial town of Goshir, stronghold of the rebel Revivifist faction, uh, and we will be re- uh, resuming right where we left off. Up in front of you is a beautiful, multicolored, dragonborn female, uh, and who turns to you, lowering her shawl, and the orc bard, Nybard, proclaims, Introducing Lady Zoran! leader of the Revivists, savior of the gods, and avatar of Tiamat. Uh, Lady Zoran uh, turns to her military leaders that are assembled around the war table and says, Thank you all. But, <clears throat> but that will be all for now. I have other matters to attend to. Uh, the figures gather around the table all kind of like uh, just in, in like in unison, kind of like put their hands to their chest and give a bow um, and begin to essentially kind of clear the room, all except for the massive red dragonborn, uh, you know, decked out in black steel armor, um, who is still glaring in your directions until you see like kind of a glimmer of like, you see their expression kind of like as they're scanning across the three of you, they see it kind of land on Rangrim. And you see, like, a flicker of, like, surprise and recognition in their eyes that's just there for a second. And and then they kind of go back to their, like, kind of just kind of glaring demeanor. Just, you know, they're being, they're being incredibly serious. But you saw for a second there was a... They, they, they wavered for just, just a second. Um, and uh, Lady Zoran turns to all of you. Since this will be no brief discussion... Why don't you all follow me and we'll make ourselves more comfortable? Um, and she kind of leads the way 
Um, and uh, I, can, I think that she kind of leads the way, opening a door to an adjoining room just off to the side of this room. Uh, still in the same kind of like massive, uh, this like kind of massive, think like Nordic style structure, a lot of stone and wood um, in its architecture. Um, you know, a lot of fires, just very kind of, um, you know, like I said, just, just kind of like Nordic in its style. Think like the North from Game of Thrones. Um, and leads, uh, she kind of leads in this room. Uh, the Red Dragonborn is kind of staying behind, uh, watching as the three of you are uh, heading to the room. Uh, you see Nybark, who kind of like for a second is like, did she mean me or... No, no, no. Of course not. Of course not. I'll, I'll let you all have your, uh, and kind of like looking at, uh, looking at the red, uh, the red dragonborn who does, whose face does not falter at all. Um, it just kind of, uh, just kind of like scurries out of the room, um, leaving the three of you, uh, to essentially, uh, follow, uh, follow along. And as you enter into the space, um, it is a smaller room, uh, a lot more cozy. Uh, wall is kind of on one side lined with books. Um, the, there's like a kind of radiating red light from the inside this room that is emanating from a massive like brazier in the center of the floor. Um, so like a big round fire that's mostly like coals, but there's like a good amount of heat coming off of them. That's like bathing this room in this warm light. Um, and there are, there are like these comfortable, like they probably wouldn't be comfortable um, if they weren't just like covered in uh, furs of all different kinds. And that's kind of a motif you're seeing around the space. Like, They've covered these these like kind of um, stark walls in you know different kinds of furs to keep them warm, um, and uh, these these chairs that are just kind of like kind of uh, fundamentally rudimentary design. Uh, they are just like coated in furs so that they'll be comfortable. Um, and there's probably six or seven of these around. Um, and at the far side, um, kind of uh, you know backlit uh you know kind of uh you, you can see the uh the silhouette of this chair uh being kind of like shown against the wall behind um and you see this like massive kind of ornate wooden chair that's carved um and you can actually see that there are five dragon heads that are kind of coming off of the top of this chair um and with the red light that is shining from the fire uh you can actually see it kind of projecting this like silhouette of a massive five-headed dragon um on the wall behind you uh, behind uh the this this chair um but she uh leads you all into the room and uh takes her seat in this kind of like high-backed uh five-headed dragon chair um and kind of makes herself comfortable she kind of like sits uh crossing her uh kind of crossing her legs sitting at a kind of like comfortable um uh, kind of like sideways angle where she's kind of leaning one arm on uh, like one elbow on one arm of the chair. Uh, you can see that she's like, she seems comfortable in this space. Um, and uh, so, I mean, do do the three of you like follow in? And I, I would be curious to see like, if you're looking at a circle, let's say that there are six chairs. Um, I, I'm curious to see who takes the chairs closest to Lady Zoran and uh, what, what kind of uh, the placement looks like here with your seating. Uh, before we went into the room, as we're walking past the war table, uh, Glenn would have absolutely scanned it best he can oh. and tried to make like a mental map of the place that they had highlighted. Because if they all quickly moved, uh, it's likely that they had left plans yeah. out. Absolutely. Uh, roll me a uh, roll me an investigation check. Fourteen plus nine, twenty three. Okay. Um, 
with 23, I, I mean, that's, that's a very good role. So I, I think that you are able to easily depict that. You can see a massive army that is being amassed, you know, at what you would, you can pretty clearly tell that uh, where Goshir is, where uh, Winterhaven is, and obviously, like, you can even see the capital city of Goldbreak depicted on this map. Um, I think there's probably even a small pin where Tin Town is. It's not, like, you know, kind of drawn out in as much detail uh, because it's a smaller town, um, but it is represented on this uh, this kind of three-dimensional topographical map. Um, but you can see that there, it looks like there are, it's not like there's arrows drawn on here, but you can see that there is uh, depicted the kind of like, what looks like the army that is at Winterhaven. Um, and from what you can see and how this is depicted, uh, it looks like the army that is amassed uh, at your current location in, in Goshir is uh, about twice the size of what is uh, currently being depicted at Winterhaven. Um, and nope. it, so, yeah, that's, that's kind of what you read on that. Um, I will say that though, there is a massive, uh, essentially a massive army that is uh, amassed around what looks like um, uh, Goldbreak. Um, and then actually a pretty big uh, army that's amassed around a town that neither that we haven't been to uh, called Amber Falls as well. And also, sorry, oh. uh, West Westreach as well. Are, are these depicted as like? Um, Think risk. No, like I mean like, like the empire or. Oh yeah, which army is amassed around these? Is it their army oh, or the army I'm of the, the one, empire? I'm not the one looking, but yeah, I, I would. A phenomenal question. <laughs> we'll say they're represented in different colors. Let's say that. Um, let's say that the the empire is depicted in white, and this, uh, they are depicted in like red. And so the white armies are the ones around Goldbreak, Amber Falls, yep. and Westreach. Okay, cool. Yep. That's a, that's a great question, Bobby. Uh, Actually, so you- let's 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 represent them in black. That makes more sense than the white. Um, so white and mm-hmm. or so black a black for the empire, and then uh, and then red for uh, for the root fists. Uh, by way of who's sitting where, Glenn is going to pop squat directly next to her, closest close available seat. <laughs> okay, um, roll me uh, roll me an insight. Seventeen plus probably not that much. I don't think I'm insightful. Uh, Twenty-two. Seventeen plus five. Um, I'll say that I think that you get a, a slight flicker of um, a surprise that you sat that close ah, for. Slight, just a slight, like, <laughs> slight uh, flicker kind of, of a knife in your back. Just like a little bit of like a, <laughs> a little uh, bit of that. I think Cosmo would. Um, I don't know. Th- is the table fairly large? Um, it's not a table. You're you're around a uh, big giant uh, like round uh, fire pit. Essentially, oh. this is the middle of this room. Got it. Yeah, it's a, it's like a brazier. The, the um, it's mostly it's almost all coals because obviously they don't want this room to catch fire. Um, so uh, there is like a chimney apparatus up above you, uh, but essentially it's just a giant open coal pit in the center of the room that's kind of emanating this red light. Okay. Yeah. I think in in one there's there's a world where I would have sat in a cross, but given the size of the coal pit, I probably... it's like six feet across. It, yeah, I would say it's about a six foot coal pit. Um, yeah, I think we still we still sit across. We're like, I don't know. Okay, 
so I mean, you're so you're on the far side essentially of the of, uh, away from because if you think of like three, because so essentially like sorry, I, I made it very confusing. Um, there's she has the central chair at the far side of the room, and then think like three around each side, and then I guess no, there would be actually one that would directly straight look at her. So if you want to just take that one as well, um, I'll say that there is a seventh chair that's just like other side of the fire pit from her directly. So yeah, totally, you can take that one. Yeah, I don't. I certainly don't want to be like sitting away from. Glenn and Rangrim, but like, <laughs> hey, hey, guys. <laughs> but um, I don't know. No, I love it. Uh, Rangrim, where are you sitting? Uh, probably next to Glenn. Okay, cool. So just one over. So you're like kind of halfway. Um, yeah, I didn't want to make it too obvious. I didn't want to sit next to her. <laughs> so I'm just next to Glenn. Like, yeah, yeah, I wanted to be in the mix, but it's not that close. Um. Well, I love it. Um, and what I love even more is that uh, I think Bakarin, uh, like walking into the room, uh, the Red Dragonborn, which, uh, sorry, I shouldn't have said his name, but uh, we will be introduced to him shortly. Uh, this Red Dragonborn comes uh, comes walking into the room and kind of seeing how close uh, Glynn has sat to uh, Lady Zoran, uh, kind of just like doesn't take a seat and sits, kind of stands like essentially between like back, back behind, but like <laughs> kind of back behind Lady Zoran and uh, and Glenn. So, like, there is now an awkward, like, so you'd have to, like, really claim your, like, crane your neck, Glenn, to, like, actually see the red dragonborn that's kind of now behind you. Probably from a, like, tactical standpoint, probably the worst place that you would want him, you, the last place you would want this character to be. You're muted. Are these chairs bolted down? Glenn's gonna no, do that not. awkward. Glenn's gonna do that awkward restaurant thing, where it's like, he's gonna like slowly oh, open yeah. up the circle, so it's oh, like on these cobblestone floors. Are you kidding oh, yeah. me? Like, just so he feels a part of the circle. Like, oh, I don't. Oh. I didn't mean to leave anybody out. My, sorry about that, my large red friend. Did you drag a chair over for him? You just turned your chair so that it would be. No, I just like I'm literally just doing this thing. I'm just wedging it out so it's like <laughs> he's now kind of in this weird triangle. If anything, I'm probably slightly a little bit back to Rangrim, but oh, it's so uh, good. Yeah, I love it. Making it making an extra effort to include Bachran. Perfect. I love it. Um, okay, well, after this uh, incredibly strange posturing uh, and positioning, I, I, you all take your seats um, and are kind of. Now sitting around this, um, sitting around this fire, uh, but uh, yeah, the um, so like I think that um, Rangrim, you keep catching. Um, roll me, roll me a history check with advantage. Oh, thank God, that was a one. <laughs> That's much better. That's much better. Uh, eighteen plus history zero, so eighteen, sir. Okay. Um, you remember that, you know, when one of the first things, uh, one of the first kind of like, I guess, quests that you uh, encountered uh, long before this story took place, but like when you essentially were shortly after you lost Regalia and were kind of like emerging from the Underdark after having reclaimed your powers um, at the, uh, you know, thanks to uh, your now dead ex-patron, uh, the, the Allmind, um, you had encountered uh, a couple of figures and had essentially gone on kind of like a, you know, a sellsword kind of uh, treasure grabbing quest uh, to 
uh, down into like a, a sunken citadel far below the ground. Um, and one of the figures that you had met during that time was a red dragonborn. And you, it, you know, I think it's, I think sometimes, you know, it is difficult to tell dragonborns apart. But I think that you are like, you're looking at this person, you are like fairly certain, you're like, I think, I think I know who yeah, that is. I was going to ask, is, and, does, they, Rang, does Rangram know him? Is he like, like squinting, yeah. like, fuck, I think, is he? I think that you guys keep catching your, catching your eye. And I, you can tell that he's like very much trying to like stay in professional demeanor and not like call it out. But he has absolutely grokked you and you have absolutely grokked him. And now you guys are just making awkward eye conver- like, like eye contact from time to time. Uh, and that's essentially where it's currently at. Uh, feel free to escalate it um, if you'd like to, but that's you, you definitely, you can tell he recognizes you and you recognize him. Um, and this would have been the same time that you would have met Ego. So Ego, in, in this situation, would have also re- uh, recognized this figure. Mm-hmm. Um, but Ego, being a little bit more personable, uh, has uh, you know was a lot quicker to uh, kind of call back to that camaraderie. Um, but yeah, so uh, Lady Zoran uh, kind of... Uh, Is Bryn sitting... here? Uh, yeah, sorry, Bryn. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> I always forget about my NPCs. Your character. Yeah. Uh, Bryn, uh, Bryn comes walking in the room. Uh, <laughs> Super late. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. I, uh, I, had, <laughs> I was trying to find the bathroom. Um, dropping the kids off. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Sorry about that. Uh, got a little lost. Uh, it's a big, big building. It's real, uh, real nice. He like knocks on the wall and his, uh, his like metal hand like dents the wood a bit. And he goes, oh, <laughs> kind of like. <laughs> it's like this and uh i mean he chips a little bit of stones like oh sorry about that uh okay well uh i'll just take a seat over here excuse me cosmo and kind of takes a seat next to cosmo kind of like uh across the fire from Rangrim. um but uh yeah well, so Brent, uh, yeah. what were you gonna do in a in a in the bathroom that's a personal question Rangrim. what yeah that's what, uh what do you feel I'm I'm confused. I've never seen him eat anything. So, like, I mean, why, I mean he might not be able to expel there? waste, but he could still spend some alone time. You know, hey, whatever right. I do in there, Rangram, whatever you do in there, that's between it's between me and between you and your gods. So, I'm not going to ask you. Uh, you don't have to ask me. Between him and Pamela oh. Anderson, you know. What, what are you going? <laughs> you guys do other stuff in the bathroom. This. It's so oh. weird up here sometimes. I was just—he's like kind of whispering across. Rangra, I just got lost. I was just using an excuse. Don't have to remind me that I don't have you know normal bodily functions. But now we're just now we're just talking about dunks right in, in the front of this. I'm so sorry, lady. Uh, uh, ladies, Rand, you said uh, I apologize for our uh, our blue comedy we've been bringing on in here. Got a. We got a, a blue, got a blue comedy tour going on. <laughs> um, uh, anyway, I so now that we are all uh, NPCs and PCs alike assembled in this room, um, I think that uh, Lady Lady Zoran um, kind of uh, looks around and goes, "Ah, it's it's wonderful that you're all finally here. I've heard tell of that you were coming from." You know, our incredibly loud bard friend, but I would, without further ado, I would like to introduce myself and my associates. As you know, my name is Lady Zoran. I am 
happy to hear what you have brought for us and will happily answer any questions you have about our operation here and how we might be able to work together to achieve a common goal. And my associate here, my lieutenant, Bakarin, has, uh, is essentially... I fucking my... knew it. I knew <laughs> it was you. Oh, was God the whole damn time. it. Uh, yeah. yeah, no, I know this guy. Yep. It's, uh, Dan, Dan Bryn? Is that, is it? Uh, yeah. Is it? Yeah, you're you're fucking you're full of it. It's ring room. Remember, we killed all those kobolds for no reason that one time. Oh yeah, there was like a room with rats, just like lots of rats in it for inexplicable. Yeah, we ate like me and this guy ate rats for like two nights. I mean, you I need mean, somebody to open a door. This guy can open he, any he door. I didn't eat them. I I definitely wouldn't do that. That's just that's that's horrible. Anyway, <clears throat> it's that joke. <laughs> Go for it. What'd you get? Twenty-two. Oh yeah, he ate some rats for sure. Hundred percent. Lots of them. He probably ate the most. Um, <laughs> Didn't even share with Ranger. <laughs> Ranger went hungry. <laughs> um, but he's uh, kind of he's just kind of like looking over. He's like, it's like it's uh, it's good to it's good to see that you're alive still. Uh, and uh, I'm sure we'll have plenty of time to catch up. After uh, after this conversation, I think, huh? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, I mean, of 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 course, and he's gonna like sit down, like as properly as he can. What does that look? But like? it just doesn't. It doesn't look right at all. Like he's trying to like like cross his short dwarf legs while he still probably has his plate armor on. There's like a lot of clanking, and <laughs> it doesn't sit right. And you can tell he's he's holding that pose for a moment, but you can tell it's very uncomfortable for him. It's just like, and then do, do you kind of do that thing where you like move a couple times and then eventually just give up and sit like a normal person, like sit like yeah. in your normal stance? Okay, I love it. Um, <laughs> Lady, Lady Zoran kind of like look giving, leaving like Bakarin with a, a long, a long like kind of look uh, goes, anyway. So, I am not someone to mince words or waste them unnecessarily. Nybarg tells me that you have something special that may aid us in our quest to revive the gods. I, my only question is, is this true? And if so, have you brought it with you? I guess, um... It's more of a theoretical uh, way to revive the gods. And um, we're not exactly sure it works. It, You see, uh, Cosmo is trying to choose his words very carefully. Uh, I suppose when he says that um, it's it's not exactly as it seems. However, um, no, it's not with us. I'll answer answer that question, I suppose. Roll me a deception check. I don't have the heart of Ao. That's not what she's asking about. She's, she's asking, asking if we have a way to revive the gods. No, a way to uh, something to ha- aid them in their quest to revive the gods. Uh, you guys told them that you had 
uh, essentially the Loth shards. We did? Yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, I mean, if you want to, if you want to, if you want to, boop, 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 uh, you know, be kind, rewind that back, uh, then you are more than welcome to. But if you want to just um, play this out as a lie, then I'm, we can totally go that, that direction. It is interesting, though, because Cosmo was thinking about the heart of Ao. But she's uh, I mean, thinking about, I, the DM is thinking about the soul shard of Lolth. So what does she think of Yes. Uh, so that, yeah, so that's, I mean, I will tell you this, uh, she is asking directly about the thing that you essentially told Nybar you had your bargaining chip to meet with this person was, was you leverage essentially that, um, you like straight up told them that you had, uh, that's how we got the meeting. Yeah. Yes. But if Cosmo, if Cosmo doesn't think that that is the thing that brings... I don't. I don't think it. I don't think it's deception. I think it's no. It's not. Uh, it, omitting uh, <laughs> persuasion. It's, it's, yeah. it's a weird gray area. <laughs> it's it's essentially a, well. No, it's essentially just. It's just going to cause confusion because I mean we can totally play it out. So Cosmo, if you if you're talking about the heart of Aeon, you're saying like we don't have whatever this thing is, and then I mean I I will I can take the conversation from there. Um, I Cosmo is thinking the heart of Aeon. Mm-hmm. Um. So that's a thing. The, my dog is also whining, so I'm really sorry if it's loud. Uh, that's actually Nybarg outside the room. He really wants to be. Really <laughs> why'd you Why'd you lock me out? <laughs> uh, what type of a role would you want from me then? Nothing. Uh, if you, I mean, you are. There's no reason you are not lying. You don't have this thing that you were talking about. Uh, so I, I, I think that she just looks, uh, looks at the the, the three of you or the four of you and goes. Then why are we having this meeting? I was under the impression that you all had brought something with you that had certain memories that may be of interest in our quest. If if it's not something you brought with you, then as as excited as I am and, and thrilled as I am to put a name to a face, uh, this has essentially become a meeting of just meeting more associates of Bacharins. Well, Well, you have to... Uh... You have to give us a little bit of credit. One, I've never met you before. Not even really sure I could trust you. So um, I would be beside myself to carry the bargaining chip into the lair of the person who I've never met. So uh, there's that. I'm glad to meet you, I think. Uh, But yeah. (laughs) Two things. Uh, as soon as you say, like, as soon as you kind of start to essentially a little bit disrespect her, uh, Bakarin's demeanor changes quickly. Um, he kind of like, you see him like, you, you hear like a, like a kind of clinking of metal as his hand tightens around that halberd that he is just standing at attention with. Um, and she kind of uh, looks at you and goes, that's, that's fine. I, <laughs> I don't expect you to trust me. You don't know me, as you've just said, but words have meanings, and what you've just told me is that you do have something of interest, but you don't want to share it with me. That's, I think that's a bit of a stretch. I didn't say I didn't want to share it with you. I just didn't realize, or I don't know if it's something I should share with you. She just like rolls her eyes and goes, I have a lot of important things to do, and 
this is quickly becoming low on that priority list. Does anyone else have something more important to say or something that may be worth more of my time? Uh, I would happily interject at this point. Uh, <laughs> sorry, uh, excuse my dwarven companion here. He's uh, a little slow to uh, trust those around us. Um, first and foremost, it's it's wonderful to meet you. I'm Glenyaris Ceresius, uh, formerly from Zephyr, now of Sakal. Uh, general, you know, fence, get my hands on just about anything. And right before I said that, because Bachran's in eyeline, I'm going to grab some totem of, that's very obviously would be like attached to Bachran's hip. And I'm going to try to mage hand steal it from him. Okay. Like as I'm having this conversation, just, just pickpocket him real quick. Uh, oh, it's very easy for me to procure all sorts of things and I can roll for it if you want me to. Uh, but I imagine it could be, uh, yeah, roll me, no, roll me a side of hand. I want to see this. I, I, you know what? I will right. always make you roll it because on the off chance you roll on that one, I'm going to have so right. much fucking fun with that. Cause it'll hurt. That was not the time. Uh, 12 plus even more. 27, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, like, just in, in conversations, like, you know, Glenyar Ceresius, formerly from Zephyr, uh, procure of hard-to-find things, and I'm going to, like, mage hand float over to her, like, Bachran's, like, it's, ID. It's at, <laughs> like, his, it's his at, badge. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, you, 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 you yoink, a, um, you yoink a, uh, his ID, uh, a, uh, a, essentially a... A medallion uh, that seems to depict the uh, the god Tiamat, and also a uh, half-eaten uh, fantasy Milky Way bar. I love that <laughs> Sakalian Milky Ways. Yeah, um, but we're here to the celestial way potentially create a partnership between your group and our group, and some of the. Uh, I mean, really, it's just between the two of us. But we we have people we care about, and we want to protect uh, on the other side of your barricade. Um, but we also potentially want to help you accomplish your goal of reviving the gods. We have a breadcrumb that we, we might be able to follow, but as my dwarven companion here mentioned, we don't really have a definitive item to give you. Um, but we can at least tell you a, a story and maybe you can help us tell us, or help, maybe you could tell us where that story might lead you to a resolution or ourselves. Um, are you familiar with the three Titans? Um, she, uh, she's looking at you. She goes, everyone that has grown up in Sakal is familiar with the three Titans. I'm as someone from Zephyr. I'm, I'm glad that you are familiar. I'm, I'm surprised that you're familiar with them as well, but you have been here for some time. It seems. Yes. I am of course familiar with the three Titans, the Raven queen, uh, Kronos, and of course, Tiamat. Uh, if you heard of the fabled fourth Titan, the original story of in which the Titan three Titans was extruded. Um, she rolled, uh, roll me an inside check. Uh, 11. Um, I think that, uh, so she, she looks at you and goes, I believe uh, I'm familiar. I'm curious if you've heard the same story as I have. Please continue. 
Well, let me fill you in on the, the tale we've heard. So when AO and all his, their wonderful splendor got bored with our little worlds, uh, he decided that he was going to go ahead and uh, turn it off. He was going to just start over and ultimately try something new. And I'm sure as you you know, the seven rose up and defeated him and ultimately prevented that from happening. Um, but there was a fourth Titan, uh, a Titan that hated the plan that AO set forth and also hated the defeat of AO. Uh, tall, lots of legs, real vengeful, kind of an evil bitch. Lolf, if you've heard the name. Sorry to um, your gods. She like points to a statue. I'm sure there's like a Lolf effigy somewhere in here. Oh uh, yeah, there's probably like a small, a small Lolf. It's like sitting on the mantle, like uh, you know, on the bookshelf or something like that. There's like there's gods depicted everywhere. Um, in this in this space, like in in different levels of like different materials and different levels of like d- destruction or like you know, some are in really good condition. Some have have clearly been like, I don't know, broken and and wor- either purposefully or weathered over time. Um, she uh. Roll me another insight check. Still not good. Uh, 11 again. No, 10 this time. Okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you're real, like, absolute dunks. Um, she is uh, very straight-faced. Uh, you, you don't, you're, you're not able to glean much out of her while you're telling her this, whether or not she knew it or not. Um, and so, uh, essentially, uh, you get to the end of this, and that's quite an interesting story. I, I... I think that that aligns pretty well with what I had heard as well. And it doesn't change too much uh, what we are trying to do here, but it is good to know that not all three Titans were on board with, uh, you know, it's interesting to know that, that all, not all three Titans were on board with the plan. And it does, does make for an interesting conversation around a fire at the very least. But I'm curious, you've told this story how does it apply? Well, most stories that finish with the end, but uh, that wasn't the end. So there's a little bit of an epilogue. Fast forward close to what? What Sundering was 70 years ago? 50 years ago? 50 years ago, yeah. Fast forward 50 years. The new gods have come to power. The old gods have lost power or don't exist or wherever they are in hiding, whatever you guys are currently trying to do. And then three haphazard, loving, and uh, rapscallion group, three uh, adventurers come together. We embark on a small little quest that no one really ever had much of a plan for. And shortly thereafter, we end up finding, sorry, not finding, fighting, a version of Lolf more recently than the Sundering. Um, you remember that part of the story? Uh, roll me an insight check again. It's going to make you... Um, we're, the, for anyone I'm that still is, rolling is, shitty. This is essentially like... There is combat. This is the game of words is what we're playing this time. This is essentially word combat is kind of what this, this, this session is. So, um, I mean, there are certain people that are going to enjoy that more than others, but um, prepare for 
rolling, but instead of attacking, you are trying to figure out what the whether or not the person is playing you, and you are trying to win in the game awards. Uh, I rolled Nate, but no, for a fact, she doesn't know jack shit about that, so I will uh, pretend like she's shocked. Uh, she rolled a natural 20. Uh, so um, she uh, she looks pretty uh, straight-faced at you um, and goes, Believe it or not, I have eyes and ears across Sakal. And there has been tell of a resurrection of certain deities depicted in certain forms popping up from time to time. And it's interesting to hear that in one of those occurrences that you three were included. I would love to hear the story in more detail. I'm sure it is quite intriguing. You you open up an avenue to an interesting conversation. You said there's more resurrections happening. Can you share what those might have been? We likely had a hand in it. This would not be the first. I will happily. That's that's definitely a, a longer conversation, uh, and one that includes my own uh, upbringing. I will happily go go down that deep rabbit hole and would uh, love to hear your stories as well. Um, but why don't we continue? So you faced a essentially avatar of the, as far as uh, the Empire would tell you, long dead Lolf. And what came of that? Uh, at, at that point, what, go ahead. You, you keep telling the story. Uh, well, she apparently met a similar fate twice. I mean, uh, not one to besmirch gods as they generally walk among us, but y'all might want to cut that one out of the one you're trying to resurrect because she's, she's batting zeros against us. At that point, Cosmo reaches to his, uh, reaches under his chest guard. No. Uh, Bakarin, as soon as you, as soon as you reach, uh, like, as soon as you start to reach for something like that, like, you see him, like, kind of, like, start to, uh, you, you see him ready that halberd as if he's going to, like, spear you across the, uh, the fire pit. So what do you, what do you do? (laughs) I, uh, I reach in. And I think I, I see it, and I just, easy there, chump. And he, you just see him pull a tie as he pulls out a small satchel. Oh, okay. Is that the other bag of holding? Mm-hmm. Okay. And you see uh, Lady Zoran kind of uh, look over and goes, Now, Bakarin, these are our guests. Um, and looks across, just making direct eye contact with you, Cosmo, and kind of leans forward her her face, her multicolored like dragonborn face, uh, kind of reflected. And you see like the 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 coals like just kind of like glowing in her eyes um, as she's looking across it, uh, and just kind of with a smirk, just goes, "Now, what do you have for me?" Well, glad to hear that we have your attention now. And, there has uh, been a lot of requests of what we have for you, and as we understand your time is valuable, it's no small feat for anyone to get here or across, and Nybar tells a pretty tale, but he's also only seen a younger, earlier version of the three of us. We've 
scaled pretty dramatically from anything he might have been able to tell you in the past. So with due, all due respect, there's should be more of a give and take than just a give during this conversation. And she kind of looks over, she looks over at you, uh, at Glenn, and kind of like uh, gives, a, gives like a smile and goes, see, now you're asking the right questions. If you are just going to continue to give and never ask for anything in return, you will get taken advantage of. Of course, I will be glad to uh, reciprocate your sharing. I, uh, I don't doubt your abilities in combat. Though I don't, I hope that they will not have to be put to the test uh, during your time in Goshir. That is not my intention by any means. I have high hopes for our ability to help each other. And that is my full intention. Uh, and if anyone wants to insight that, they are more than welcome to. Insight, insight, insight. Cool. <laughs> so rolling butt, so. Lindley seven. 27. <laughs> um, I, I will say this. She, there was nothing that she said that was incorrect. Uh, that, that was like, that was coming off as a lie that you read as a lie. Um, but you can tell that for sure that like, I mean, she is making, she is going to make sure she comes out on top in this, in this kind of like trade, but like Sorry. she has zero intention um, at all of like, you know, she, she does not want to hurt you. Like she wants something from you and that thing that she wants if you have it like she will work with you and give you whatever you need uh to make sure that uh you know to make sure that you are happy so that she can get that because it's very important to her uh before we continue maybe actually handing over any goods um again you had mentioned previously other avatars of deities of of lost deities um have you ever come by way of a large automaton named melvin strongtoe might be able Uh, to she uh she looks at you and and i think in in an attempt to uh she's being less cagey you can tell like right off the bat and she kind of looks he goes i've met a lot of people that um well beings i guess in this automaton uh, and he, she kind of like uh nods her head over at Bryn, uh who kind of is sitting over there and goes and kind of he kind of nods back uh, in in uh you know for just kind of a, a you know acknowledging that he is uh you know a being not really a uh, a person i guess at this point um but essentially like um i have uh i have not met uh someone by the name of Melvin Strongtoe, that sounds incredibly dwarven. Uh, I understand that they once were. Um, With Melvin's help and more of Cosmo's connection to whomever may be providing power, we were able to restore one of the many forges of Moradin. That's incredible. That's have you heard that, of the Dusk Forge previously? I have I believe so, yes. It's uh to the south and on the on the west coast, uh, western coast, high in the mountains, as far as I know. Just on the other side of Rockdale. 
the the only reason to bring it up is we're obviously not from the north and I'm obviously not from Sakal, but we have points of interest that that matter to us and inherently could matter to you as well. Um, but if we're going to continue helping you on your quest to restore these gods and in theory plunge the entire empire regardless of how they feel one way or the other into total chaos and absolute war i need uh personally some safe points that that call them neutral zones let's call them buffer zones places of importance to us people that we care about that are off limits and I know telling a future emperor something's off limits is a uh, a bit of an ask, but you can promise me that in full transparency. Then can't speak for these two, but you have you have my help. Um, she uh, she looks at you and kind of um, gives a solemn a solemn nod and acknowledgement of like you know you're asking her very you know, a very transparent thing. Like, Hey, we haven't placed that important to us. We are afraid you're going to go fucking burning and, you know, pillaging all of the, the empire, uh, you know, with this, with this power that you've, uh, you know, kind of accumulated. Um, and so she, she looks at you and I, I hear your concern. I assure you that my intentions are not to destroy the lives of the common folk of Sakal. My full intentions are on reviving those gods that were stolen from us through a very simplistic method of bringing back that which created them in the first place. And by, you know, with one creating the, re by resurrecting the original domino, uh, hopefully all the rest will stand up as well. But, of course, if there are places that are important to you and are, as you say, off-limits, and as she says that, uh, Bakarin kind of snarls a little bit, um, being a you know, being a paladin of conquest, uh, and uh, she kind of, she kind of looks, it gives him like a, a, a dark look for a second, and goes, I'm not looking to destroy the Empire. I'm simply going to strongly request that they allow us to worship the gods we choose. Okay. Well, Glenn's going to look at Cosmico's insight check. <laughs> okay. That's fair. That one. This one's important. <laughs> this one's he's warming up the dice. This one does important. have. You do have the luck point, I believe. You. I don't think. No. Uh, we long. Rested oh, yeah, we've definitely long rested. Yeah, yeah, yeah you yeah. long rested. You're good. Yeah, you have it. All right. All right. Let's see what happens here. Thought for some reason, second, you might have burned it in the uh, in the last episode, but I don't think you did. I didn't burn a whole lot, other than a spell slot for. Uh, um, insight. We'll try again. We'll, we'll burn it. <laughs> I mean, it's an 18, but we're going for 20. Going okay, for 20. wow. I like, I like it. I don't have a really big plus to it, this. So. Plus, in, in 30 seconds, you're going to forget you even have that amulet. So, Pretty much. 
<laughs> what amulet? Much. Yeah. I mean, at the very, I mean, I still have, I'm still sitting on an inspiration. So at the very least, it's that versus whatever. Okay. Inspo. Let's go. Net 20. Holy shit. Nice. Build um, it into existence. I love it. I love it. it just absolutely. He's, he, you're just channeling the secret right now. Uh, manifest destiny. Okay. You, you are just looking at her and um, she's talking to, to Glenn, but you you can see a good three quarters of, of her face. And you you can tell does does she want to like you know be able to worship whatever gods she she chooses totally 100% that is absolutely true is she not willing to destroy a uh, a good chunk of the empire to make sure that that is the case it's probably not fully true um it it's it's what you're what you're reading from it is that um her end goal is resurrecting the gods bringing back the ability to like worship them freely and i think the thing that she's that she's not being fully honest about is the lengths in which she will go to do that um go ahead okay turn and say whatever you're gonna say to me glenn yeah so glenn getting that sign off from from her he's gonna look to cosmo and say well, Cosmo, uh, my book is ultimately settled here. And uh, what, how do you want us to address you, Avatar? By name? Is there? Ladies, feels, ladies, or, ladies Aran will do nicely. Ladies Aran, that still feels way too informal. But Ladies Aran, uh, Cosmo, this, this, this one's now in your court. But Ladies Aran, I look forward to what? many, many years of prosperous... Uh, relationships and i hope uh not sure if it's ever come across your way but uh a lot of your military prowess right now is the responsibility of the three of us and more so this young dwarves mining rights so be mindful of uh necessarily the the hand that feeds and uh you just look forward to oh yeah look forward to uh (laughs) continuing this relationship um i don't i'm not even gonna make you roll for insight her face uh is in full shock same with bakarin's as you drop that um because uh i will say this chesk going through the baron as a as essentially a fence she didn't know where the stuff was coming from i assumed Um, it also means that she knows that we're connected to the Baron. Yes. Um, and so I think that she's looking at you and I think that you see like there's been a little bit of down talk this whole time as like a kind of her on a like higher pedestal than the three of you. And I think when that when that when you say this, it kind of changes because uh I think that this these armaments, this this incredibly like special metal uh, this dark seal that you that have been that has been basically outfitting her army is what is going to change the tide of this this war for her um and for the rivifists and so i think that as you say that she looks at you and goes well that's interesting we are looking full at of like, nuggets of information 
she kind of like like she he kind of immediately turns away from from Glenn and like kind of like leans uh like with both hands like on the edge of her uh, chair looking at Cosmo goes so how did a young dwarf like you come to be in charge of the distribution of probably the most expensive and uh worthwhile material in all of Sakal I'm dying to know well, I'm glad that you're uh, feeling a little bit more uh, ready to hear stories. Now, now, no need to be snippy. Now that I, now that you know truly, all cards are on the table. It's interesting how the demeanor changes. Damn. And Cosmo's not even looking, <laughs> not even looking at Glenn. Glenn, because Cosmo's still rolling off this nat 20. He says, <laughs> looking her straight in the eyes, he says, Glenn, I hate to burst your bubble. She might be willing to restore the car, the gods, and that truly is her mission. But at what cost? I'm not really sure we can trust that. Because uh, I'd be willing to bet it's at any cost, no matter what uh, zone is off limits. And that uh, precious metal that I seem to know where it comes from, I'd bet is your uh, caveat to that. As to where it comes from, I'll be frank. That's for me to know and you to hopefully never know. Because until uh, the other day, Well, I'll just say that for later. Now, I want Moradin to come back. My father was a paladin of Moradin. We left Golden Grim while I was a young dwarf. After the Sundering, after Moradin was gone. And we came to Sakal and made a new life. And um, I was able to somehow open the Dawn or Dustforge, some innate thing that lives in me. I don't know what it is. I don't know where it came from. But it carries some form of the power of Morden in me. Maybe you're an avatar. Should we start calling you Cosmo the Avatar of Morden? Can you just claim to be an avatar? Rangram, do you know? Oh, uh, yeah. It's kind of like, how do you get a title like that? Can I be Glenn the Avatar of Steel and shit? I think that's, fu- I think that's fucking awesome. Like, we should just run with that from now on. I'll see if I can't get Nybarg to spread the word. But yeah, we should definitely. Rangram's gonna pull out like one of his beard cigarettes and is just lighting it like in this room while they're having this conversation. Like, I'll go be the avatar or something cool too. Uh, um, you're better uh, with words though, Glenn. I'll work on the branding for you. I got you. I love that this just like cuts straight through. <laughs> yeah, it's Bryn. Bryn, uh, Bryn looks over and goes, 
Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I think I had a friend of mine that uh, that bought a title. You have to. I think you got to buy a, a one foot, one square foot of uh, of land on uh, Morden's home plane, and then you can just like name yourself whatever you want. Is that kind of like those people that sell stars? That's some bullshit. Because yeah, like, how exactly. are you ever going to stake it? Okay, exactly. Plus, right. they, like, plus they're all like, you know, I mean, who knows? That's in a different plane. It's just it's. It, who, and he kind of like catches himself and realizes he's just like cross talking in this uh, across this incredibly tense yeah, the conversation. Three of us <laughs> yeah, um, and uh, Lady Zoran is, is the just world. <laughs> looking looking directly at you, Cosmo, and uh, she's she's like you saw when you said that you have something of Morden that you suspect you have something of Morden inside you. Um, you see her face kind of like like a little bit surprised, and then like just kind of like she's looking at you um warm more warmly than she had previously um and she kind of like is still leaning forward on her her chair and um she kind of sits back up cosmo i understand that you (laughs) don't trust me don't agree with the lengths i will go to to resurrect our gods and that's that's fine. Those are things that we can mend in time. But for now, I want to tell you a story. I want to tell you a story of a a young uh, dragonborn child who was born the night, the of, night the sundering. of sundering, and was. And I think as you both say that at the same time, uh, she just smiles and goes. And it was always a little bit different than those around them. And uh, she's uh, she's looking at you and goes, do you know how I came to be on this path? And she's kind of looking at all of you, like it, um, just, just looking around and stops for, you know, a brief second, kind of more of a rhetorical question. And uh, all my life I had these dreams dreams about a multicolored ball of light something out of reach something that i just knew was a way of reviving the gods it was like i was something missing something it was have you ever had a dream that felt so real that you felt and believed and knew that it had to have been a memory more than it was anything else. I have lived through the memories of Tiamat so many times over the course of my life that at this point, the only thing I, know, I don't know is where to start looking for it. Because of all of the memories that I've encountered and experienced from Tiamat, none of them have shown me where to look. They have convinced me very clearly, and this conversation even more so, that a way exists. It's just finding it. I may interject. If you live through the lives of Tiamat countless times, and I'm going off history books here for the most part because never met Tiamat. But if I recall correctly, 
Tiamat is a bringer of death and destruction to anywhere and everywhere they've ever been. Uh, as avatar of this and one who's attempting to reach for equality and peace among religious persecution, it's kind of a unique choice of who to be an avatar for. I guess you might not have chosen it yourself, but do you feel the rage that is Tiamat when you have these dreams? Do you do you understand their intentions when you have these experiences, or is it just a, a replay in your mind. That's interesting. I Tiamat is a complicated soul, I will say, I will admit. Uh, it was troubling when I was younger before I knew exactly what I was dealing with to parse the experiences and the feelings and to differentiate them from my own. Yes, there is a lot of rage when it comes to Tiamat, but Tiamat has taken many forms uh, on the prime material plane uh, as as well as uh, the life that she lived uh, in the uh, in the nine hells there has a lot to Tiamat's life and I would not even I would not even pretend to say that I've lived even a fraction of it um, but I have experienced uh, 50 years of their memories and have a pretty good understanding for the kind of person they were Yes, Tiamat is understood to be a bringer of destruction everywhere, but destruction is a necessary evil when it comes to balance. There is no way to revive part of a pantheon and pick and choose gods. If we are going to be bringing them back, it's going to be all or nothing. Well, while I may know a lot about Moradin, I do know that... uh... As evil of a soul as Tiamat was, there was still law and order to her chaos. At least from my studies, she was a lawful evil character, as it were. The counter to Morin. And to Bahamut. Indeed. So, are you not worried, lady? Um, fucking Blake on your name every single time because it's got somehow harder to say than my name. Uh, <laughs> Miss Zoran. Uh, Zoran, thank you. I need to write that down. Lady Zoran, are you not mindful of the fact that if you resurrect the old gods, we just will have too many gods? Won't that just be casting the world into chaos, into battle? I mean, a battle of empires is one thing, a battle of gods is. I've never seen it. Doesn't seem like a good time. She uh she kind of looks it looks at you, smiles, and goes, Are you a follower of the new gods there, Glenyaris? Yes. Uh gold, big fan. Huge, huge fan of gold. It's the last god that I have ever talked to, and it's the only one that's ever actually shown up and done a damn thing when asked. So yeah, big fan of the new gods. I think they were the old gods too. Might be the most consistent god. Um, she she looks at you and she I think she laughs I think you get a good you think you get a good chuckle out of uh, out of Lady Zoran with that um, and goes the most dependable to be sure I I appreciate your concern I, I hear your concern for 
the gods and the potential strife that may come from the pantheon of uh, the old versus the new. But uh, I feel like things will work themselves out. I certainly wouldn't want to be one of the seven, however, uh, when the old pantheon was revived. And I guess one last question, Cosmo, I know I keep interrupting you, but do you want to erect the first domino? Do you want to bring Ao back? And his last plan before the seven took over was to destroy everything. What do you think is going to change now? Why do you think Ao would just come back and ultimately not want to destroy everything again? Uh, she's she's looking at you and like a little bit of um, yeah, you, you know she's she's contemplating what she's gonna say. But now, Glenyaris, I'm curious, what makes you so sure? Aside from that children's book that you were peddling earlier, that Ao wanted to unmake everything. It seems to me that the story also plays out in a way where. Seven probably overly powerful heroes decided that mortality was beneath them and took it into their own hands to claim godhood for themselves. That is a very good point. The victor who ends up writing the history book. So I don't have a strong argument against that. I would love to touch back on that subject, but uh, a little bit different lens than God's, but I'll save that for maybe a later conversation. Send me an email. You got it. <laughs> this whole fucking meeting could have been an email for what it's worth. <laughs> that's that's ethereal mail, by the way, just so you know. Ethereal mail? Yeah. E is for ethereal, right? Yeah. Uh, I mean, and it's... And ethereum is for me. <laughs> I guess there's, you know, there's no way to know what truly was the intention of the Seven, or Ao was trying to destroy the everything, or the only way to find out is to undo it, I guess. Even then. That's the way it should have been, and it was. It was, should have been. Is should be. So then what do you what do you think I have in this bag? Um <clears throat> Glenn Glenn is going to as subtly as possible put a hand on one of the um dark steel daggers just in case Bachran makes a move. Ooh. Um okay. Um I will slide a hand that if you want. No, but I trust. Not, I he's trust not drawing it. He's just like big jackets. Well, just, I got. I got. I got. Always got to know in that one. I got to know. Yeah, I can't. I nope. can't. I, not a, not a one. Okay, um, so it's a million. Okay, now it's fine. I he doesn't he doesn't recognize it. I cannot imagine Bachrin's perception is incredibly high. Um, so uh, I think she looks looks across the uh, the brazier at you, uh, Cosmo. Well, if Nybar, how Nybar tells it. You have 
some remnants of our fourth Titan that you maybe were interested in sharing. See, the thing that I'm, I'm curious about is of all my memories, and this may be a question for you as well, and since you are under the impression that you are sharing a body with Morden, and you can you can hear that there's a level of like uh, not fully believing it yet because like she feels like your guys' experiences may be a little bit different because um, you haven't talked about memories yet. Um, but I think that there may be the last piece of the puzzle, the where to start, is still the key to what I'm looking for. And we are fully set up here to take whatever memories or whatever you may have, whatever fragments of this old God. And it will take time, but we have methods of extracting those memories and digging through them in a way where we can make sense of them safely, not a way where (laughs) anything will be unleashed or you'll have to, uh, I guess, reenact your battle with them again. And what do I get in return for trading this? Now now we have an interesting question here. This, I'm curious. What are you looking for? What are the, th- sorry, the four of you, what would you like? What is your goal? What is your purpose? Well, I'll be honest. My uh, friend Glenn here, he made his request known. And, uh... I clearly already know that that's not one you intend on keeping, if that's not for the sake of your cause. So Uh, what can you truly keep to? Or a liar to her face. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I think that, uh, I think Bachran's still like kind of on edge, but I don't think he makes another move after, uh, after Lady Zoran kind of, uh, you know, put her hand up that one time. I understand your trepidation, Cosmo. Trust me, I do. I know these things are... They're fraught with misunderstanding and mistrust. If making sure that the places you hold dear will be safe from revivist armies... Unless there is a dire reason why we must go there and we must get to that space. And if that is the case, we can have those conversations. Is this something where I could see a partnership where maybe you are helping to lead some of those armies? I could see powerful uh, figures like yourselves as generals helping to lead the revivist to victory if that's something that you require. I need to know, aside from the places you want to keep safe from us, what are your ambitions? What are your goals? Is it to live a quiet life in some small small town then, and have it be essentially a bubble protected from the conflict in the rest of the, uh, the, in the rest of the continent? Then so be it. We can probably make that happen, but I can't imagine what life that would be. I feel like the four of you seem like you're destined for more than that. 
well, if we're speaking selfishly, not altruistically, I do have a selfish request that I think would align with what you're trying to accomplish in free religious pursuit of whatever God you choose. I want to restore, I want to help restore a name to its former glory. And to do that, I think we need to take down, I think we have a common enemy. Uh, it's my belief and I have quite a bit of experience solidifying this belief, but uh, I think the black worms have come to power in a way that only I would see fair. Um, and I want to help maybe shave off a couple branches of their family tree the same way it's happened to a good friend of ours. Maybe help restore the gold break name because as far as I understood it, during the gold break's reign, there was religious freedom. There was less tyrannical rule over what one can and cannot do when it comes to who they pray to in their own home. So I believe you and I are more aligned than either of us would truly recognize, at least in the space of the enemy of my enemy is my friend. And uh, yeah, we got a bounty for killing the emperor. I might as well make it real, right? The uh Bakarin, like he just kind of like he breaks his uh his like um his kind of like stoic nature and he just like points at you and goes, I knew I recognized them. I knew it. They're on those posters. I don't want to brag, but you know hey, well, we are kind of famous. We were trying <laughs> to kill the emperor, we would have succeeded. Hold up, high yeah, five, um, I, I think Bakran looks uh, like look. He's he's looking kind of uh, like kind of like proud. A little little uh, little smirk on his face, uh, seeing uh, seeing that his uh, his boy Rangrim has uh, been up to uh, been up to no good in the meantime, and pretty high uh, high profile uh, no goodery. We uh, I found ourselves on the opposite side of the emperor or the empire's favor, and that's not a place we want to be. I don't like the fact that more than one person actually currently knows my name, but uh, we have a common enemy in a lot of ways, and I'm here to accommodate succeeding in that. I do not want to be a general. Those names get written down. Please, God, no. Uh, But if you need something a little more subtle, happy to help. And uh, I don't like being blamed for things I didn't do. Only things that I did do got away with. So use me as you might, but you got to convince my dwarven compatriot here to tag along as well. If if a if a place within the structure of our organization is something you that intrigues you, I'm sure we'll find a place that fits your talents and something that is a little bit less a uh, little bit less notoriety to go along with it, a little more subtle. I think she looks over at uh, at uh, Rangrim and goes, um, "You haven't said much during this this encounter. What is it that you would like out of this? What is your goal?" Uh, preferably uh, not not dying. I mean, if we're being totally honest, I'm just kind of here because hey, these guys got me out of a bind. 
you you ever you know what a mind flayer is? It was it was like a spaceship. I think that's what they called it on the ground. Huge brain inside of it. Awful mess. Awful mess. These guys helped me out. So I mean, basically, I kind of got to go wherever Cosmo tells me because like my old and my life a little bit. Um, I'd like everyone to not die. That would be kind of all right, but. I think she opens, she looks at you and like, in just kind of like dumbfounded shock, like this is the most off put you've seen her this entire time as you're talking about spaceships underground and mind flayers and like all this other crazy shit that like these interdimensional beings. Um, And she kind of like looks over at you and opens her mouth two to three times to say something. And then just, uh, just kind of turns over towards Cosmo and goes, and what is it that you would like aside from the safety of you and yours? You know, I might have to hold that. Truth be told. I have um, obviously risked everything to save me and mine. It's never been about gold. It's always been about vengeance for my father and honoring his name. And then somehow I ended up with this gift So I suppose, yeah, I truly feel like I must, I'm going to hold that, if I could. Yeah, she, um, she kind of looks over and nods and goes, I understand that you've been through quite an ordeal. Seemingly, all of you have. I I can't bring your father back, young dwarf. That's okay. I don't think he would want it. I I understand that. I understand. But what if we work together to bring Morden back for them, huh? Put them back in the place that they were meant to be and restore the power of all of those dwarves who have not chosen another deity because they are holding out hope that the one that they loved and lost would come back to them someday. That sounds really good. I think I think the one thing that I would ask is to be invited to the table of conversation of how that happens. Uh, I think she uh, kind of nods her head and uh, kind of like slaps her hand down on the side of her, um, on her chair and goes, well, I think we finally have a deal. As she does kind of say that, Cosmo reaches into the bag and pulls out 
the one piece of the shard. I forget. Okay. I forget the size. You do have we all have, the shard. We pieces. have all the shard pieces. I there realize one that. singular. Okay, this, there's one this really is, big one, and then this yeah. is the bag with the one. That, okay, right. That, That's right. You have uh, two separate bags. That's right. Okay. Right. Equal gotcha. parts. You don't want them to. Yep. Get stronger near each other. So he pulls out the piece of the shard, and uh, and he says, and he kind of looks at Bryn. Bryn, do you have anything to add before I start potentially bargaining this? What are you? Is there something that you would want? Yeah, that's um, that's quite a quite a heavy question. I. Also, how did Bryn react to when I said I want to restore the gold breaks to the Empire? Uh, he was, oh, sorry. I meant to, I meant to say that. Uh, I, I think we, we got caught off on another tangent, but I think that he was looking across and made, uh, made eye contact, meaningful eye contact with you for sure. I think that that meant, uh, if this was a Telltale game, it would, there would have been a, Bryn remembers <laughs> Bryn this. Bryn likes this. Yeah, yeah. I remembers this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This. <laughs> Bryn remembers this uh, right above their head. Um, it's, he's a, it's a, it's quite an interesting uh, question there. I, I haven't really been one to think about what I want. Uh, <laughs> well, the things I usually want are uh, kind of out of reach or un- unattainable. And it's more of a, anyway, uh, anyone who's lost things can, can, you know, can uh, attest to that feeling. But as the, bo- as the person who uh, was living with this, uh, entity here and he pointed at the at the sh- the, the shard of uh Lolf, um which is kind of like a, it's like that purple purple black kind of um like striated uh crystal um number one thing i want is to not it's like yeah i'm even too close to this thing for my own comfort right now but i want to make sure that the way we do this i have <laughs> Ring of the gods back. That seems seems right to me. If we're able to restore the Goldbreak family name, that's it's all the better. I think that we can have a conversation about what we might want, but I think that uh, I'm gonna take a I'm gonna take a page out of your book, Cosmo, and I'll I'll hold on to mine because I think that just kind of see how this all plays out. Show my cards later. Very well, then. Being as it uh, was you that had to live with this thing for an unknown amount of time, your opinion certainly matters. Worst roommate I ever had. (laughs) I imagine. Uh, So then... Lady Zoran. Before I give this thing over, I suppose on what uh I suppose I just have to trust that you're gonna keep your word. Or uh you might just have to find out that I'll keep mine. And uh Cosmo Puts his hand down at his side. He makes it, and I, I'm open for rolls here. Okay. And he he does reach 
for his uh, his war pick. And um, he doesn't pull it off. He doesn't pull it out. But he shows some of that divine lightning that he has. Just okay. on the weapon. Okay. Pull a little Thor moment. Uh, just, just to show... He he could tell that he she didn't really believe him that all of you know, and so it's a it's a it's a foundation of proof if you will, mm-hmm. of just I will keep mine. We are uh, I suppose allies from this moment forward. We have common interests, but I will make sure that our common goals stay aligned. Is that fair? Um, she looks at you. You see the as you like, you know, ignite your your war pick uh, with with lightning. Um, you see it kind of reflecting in her eyes the same way that the like the fire from the uh, you know the coal from the fire did as she's looking at you, young Cosmo. I I don't. I I will admit I. I I have been, my experience with sharing these experiences with Tiamat has been relatively unique. I have not met many other people who have shared similar experiences. I appreciate the show of your magical prowess, and I would like nothing more than to have more chances to speak with you and hear some of your memories and some of the things you've experienced because of your closeness with Morden. And I would love nothing more as she's kind of standing up than to PNA call this a partnership with the four of us. I believe, as you say, we do have common interests in many things. I will ask you one thing, though, aside from I'm not asking you to turn over these artifacts to me. I don't want you even to hand it to me. I don't think it's safe. I have a a, a wizard, essentially, a, uh, an arcanist, who will be able to handle the uh, the retrieval of the memories. They are a, sci- a psionic wizard uh, who goes by the name of Dags, and they will be taking on the the job of retrieving these memories. So hold on to them and we will pass them to them in time. Very well. I what will I... I will heed my caution to that person when the time comes. Uh that's that's fine. I believe that you will find them to be very likable. Uh be as it were, tampering with even just the part of a soul of a titan. Uh, well, almost lost me, lost my life again. I, I don't doubt its its potency. We will take the utmost caution. Uh, there, this person is a specialist when it comes to retrieval of dangerous and arcane uh, magics. However, that is not what I ask of you today. My request for the four of you is that in a sign of good faith, 
with the fact that I will be accept in in we will be exchanging information from both our side and yours is that I ask that whether or not you will pledge yourself to the Revivus cause. Pledge how much my... do you uh, how much do you pay when someone pledges? Depends on what what you'll be doing for uh, for the organization for the cause, but I'm sure that we can find a way to uh, make sure your living expenses are covered and that you are properly compensated for your value. Yeah, I feel like offering up part of the soul of a titan is worth quite a penny. But uh, also, I, I don't think you know how I live. That's going to be pretty expensive. But yes, sure, sign me up. Go revive this and goes to high five Bachran. It's like standing right next to him. <laughs> Do a, pers- a persuasion check with disadvantage. Well, good thing I got three luck points because I'm burning them. Oh my god, <laughs> he's going for it! He's going for it. Three luck points. There we go. I learned. I missed my feet, baby. All three of them in one one roll, and the lowest slash best one I got. Is a fourteen. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think uh, still disadvantage. All right, oh, I just roll, got I advantage. Roll. Oh, you got advantage. Again. It's me. You can ignore it. I'm just giving oh. shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll say this though. I just roll. I just roll for Bakarin. Um, I think that he. Uh, I think that. Whether or not he wanted to, I think that because uh, Lady Zoran has taken a liking to you, uh, I think that he kind of like just like the most just like the quickest little like to not leave you hanging high five, uh, the most just obligatory high five. You can feel the the necessity there uh, in that high I'll five. Take it. Um, but yeah, yeah, mostly in jest. Uh, I was not. I was just. <laughs> he had four rolls. Like, what's one more? Like, really? Like, that's fair. <laughs> if you can't get it in four, like, I don't know if you can get it in five. Um, uh, she's she's look yeah she's looking around at uh at at at, at everyone. So looking around at Rangram, looking around at uh, Bryn. I'll I'll do Bryn last. Well, um, uh, not to be the sticking sticking the mud here, but um. I'm gonna die when I'm good and ready and on my own terms and I'm I'm not pledging my allegiance to shit. But these two idiots you see to the left and right of me. And you can take that or leave it. High fives, Glenn. <laughs> um I think uh she she looks over and goes I will admit I'm disappointed, but I don't fault you. I didn't expect you bat uh bat 100 there i believe that i'll be making a proposition once i hear all of your uh i guess thoughts on the first proposition i've made and as long as you are on board with that then i think that the distribution of knowledge to you will i think we'll be able to overlook your you're pledging to our cause. Is 
suppose it might be being a bit cryptic. Never really pledged much to anything. All those door-to-door pledge salesmen, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Trying to sell you a watchtower every single time. A lot of star salesmen show up at uh, (laughs) Oslo's door. (laughs) But I can't imagine I'm pledging a monthly donation. So what am I pledging? Nothing more than the fact that you will not betray our cause and take the information that I provide you and that we learn together directly to my enemies. Oh, yeah. As the uh, enemy of my enemy is my friend. Suppose as long that seems about fair. Certainly not prejudging my life for this cause yet, but we'll see. Um, she nods and looks over at Bryn. Yeah, I don't it. Uh, sure, I guess. I'd, <laughs> to be honest, this is the least of my concerns. We got um, the end result is more important to me than the uh, kind of the short term goals. So I got my eye kind of fixed on the prize and. So, yeah, sure, whatever. Uh, you know, I don't plan on fighting in your vanguard, but uh, if, you know, I'm keeping plenty of other secrets, might as well uh, keep a couple of yours so that we can, uh, you know, all kind of get it to a win-win situation with uh, the information that we all need and hopefully uh, accomplish the things we want. So, sure, why not? Don't plan on telling the Empire anything, so... Uh... Sure. Um, she uh she looks over at you uh, at you all and kind of nods and goes, "I'm three out of four. I honestly expected uh even less, so I'm happy with that." So you were wondering, you were asking, what I would ask of you. What would it mean to be part of the Revivists? The reason that I ask you to pledge to the cause is that I don't have many teams that are as well-equipped to recover such an artifact if we were to discover its location. And what I would like for you all to do is to work with me to discover where this artifact might exist, where it may lie, and then to help me help us to retrieve it. And then together, we can revive the Pantheon. Is that something that sounds you might be interested in? You're, well, I mean, we're, halfway showing all of our cards here so i'll spill this bean (laughs) if you're asking us to know where the heart of ao is we don't know where it is i guessed as much i if anyone in existence knew where that location was i assumed they would already have it and whatever will they would want to bestow upon the world would already be bestowed so Yes, I appreciate you being honest and transparent with me, but I did assume that 
you did not know its exact location, but it seems that it is of interest to you as well. Well, honestly, we thought Lolf was Ao, and we went in to go get Ao and found Lolf, and that was a mighty big surprise. Yeah, and during that plan of resurrecting the gods, when do we get to kill the Emperor? Where is that? Is that like bullet point 2A? Or I, I think I missed that part. But... <laughs> I, mean, I think that's more of a side quest bonus point sort of thing. Gotcha. Okay. So like uh, if it happens, it happens. Got it. Okay. I'm just trying to Bocker and myself uh, with the revived fists. Bocker and raises his hand and goes, I'll help him kill the Emperor. <laughs> We're the revived fists and go to high five him. He high fives you with more with more oomph this time. Um, she uh, she looks over at you, Glenn, and goes, "Well, I don't believe that the <laughs> the current ruling body will just take the resurrection of the gods lying down. Uh, that power is in, <laughs> is incredibly uh, it's an incredible power to wield. So I have a feeling that it will ignite a conflict that." There will be ample opportunity to, let's say, uh, behead, you know, that family to take that to take that right off and instill whoever we may need to in that place, in that time. I've got candidates, but I'll, I'll save that for another conversation. <clears throat> um, I think uh, I think that you know she kind of. Um, gets up and uh, goes I believe that this has been if anything more of a meandering conversation but quite as rewarding as I expected it to be even more so maybe I'm incredibly thrilled to welcome the four of you to the well apologies uh, Master Duogar the three of you to the revolt of the Rivifis and include you within our circle of trust there, Rangrim. I really too truly believe that together we'll be able to... And she is interrupted as you start to hear uh, a kind of commotion um, outside the like the room. You, you hear like... Um, it's like you hear Nybarg. It goes... Uh, she doesn't want to be disturbed. Please, st- don't, don't, stop moving. And uh, you hear like this uh, kind of disruption of people moving outside. Um, and uh, you see the door. I mean, pretty. it's a relatively small room. Uh, the, the door fly open um, and a slightly cooler breeze uh, from the other side of the room uh, opens, uh, comes in as this, uh, you see a hulking figure that takes up the doorway. Um, and it takes a second for like the, the, like the red light to kind of wash over them and, you are all taken aback as you see Tom, the bartender, standing in the doorway with huge chests overflowing with dark steel under each arm. Um, and then you see a, uh, a figure uh, a figure behind them step out and go, and you recognize Das or the Baron and goes, just like looks at you and kind of looks around and makes eye contact with all four of you and then goes, Oh, Hey. And then that is where we're <laughs> going to leave the session tonight. 
We're using Tom as manual labor for our fence. Of, like of all, uh, of the, he's got thousands of carts available, and it's still just Tom. Like, oh fuck, I'll carry it. I'll pick it <laughs> up. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like all the way. (laughs) Thank you for listening to the Almost Heroes and their mostly 5th edition D&D adventures. We post new podcast episodes every Monday, and you can catch us live on Twitch every Tuesday at 7 p.m. PST at twitch.tv slash bangerangbobby. See you there.